Complete immersion in a particular situation reveals something about our Constitution that tends to get lost in the official self-understanding of the West. Skilled practices serve as an anchor to the world beyond one's head, a point of triangulation with objects and other people who have a reality of their own. The most surprising thing to emerge in this inquiry, for me at least, is that through such triangulation we may achieve something like individuality. For it is an achievement, especially in a mass society that speaks an idiom of individualism and thereby obscures the genuine article. Matthew B. Crawford, Richmond, Virginia Introduction Attention as a Cultural Problem The idea of writing this book gained strength one day when I swiped my bank card to pay for groceries. I watched the screen intently, waiting for it to prompt me to do the next step. During the following seconds, it became clear that some genius had realized that a person in this situation is a captive audience. During those intervals between swiping my card, confirming the amount, and entering my PIN, I was shown advertisements. The intervals themselves, which I had previously assumed were a mere artifact of the communication technology, now seemed to be something more deliberately calibrated. These haltings now served somebody's interest. Such intrusions are everywhere. Taking a flight recently to Chicago, I pulled down the tray from the seat back in front of me and discovered that the entire tray top was devoted to an advertisement for Droid, the multimedia smartphone. At O'Hare International Airport, the moving handrail on the escalator was covered with an endlessly recurring message from the Lincoln Financial Group, You're in charge. When I got to my hotel, I was handed a key card that was printed on one side with an advertisement for Benihana, the restaurant. Somehow, the fact that such a key card presents about five square inches for inevitable eyeballing had gone unnoticed, or rather unmonetized, until recently. Capitalism has gotten hip to the fact that for all our talk of an information economy, what we really have is an attentional economy, if the term economy applies to what is scarce and therefore valuable. As these last examples illustrate, the pertinent development here is a social technology, not something electronic. Turning unavoidable public surfaces into sites of marketing isn't inherently digital. We have developed methods for tuning out commercial messages, for example by inserting earbuds or burying our faces in our devices. Bus riders in Seoul, South Korea find themselves at a new frontier. They have advertising squirted into their noses. A smell resembling that of Dunkin' Donuts coffee is released into the ventilation system as a Dunkin' Donuts advertisement plays over the bus's sound system shortly before the bus stops outside a Dunkin' Donuts store. An announcer points out the fact in case it has somehow been missed. This kind of advertising is especially aggressive and indiscriminate, yet is also exquisitely well-targeted to morning commuters who are primed to want coffee at the time they are exposed to the advertising. And there it is, right next to the bus stop. The advertising agency responsible was rewarded by its peers with a Bronze Lion Award for Best Use of Ambient Media. There remain many areas for further progress, 
The homework, report cards, permission slips, and other minor communications that a teacher sends home with students are in many school districts still blank on the back. Here is a gross offense against the efficient use of space. One forward-thinking school district in Peabody, Massachusetts, now sells advertising space on the backs of these slips of paper. But intrusive advertising is just the tip of a larger cultural iceberg. Some of the positive attractions of our attentional environment are no less troubling than the unwanted aspects. It's hard to open a newspaper or magazine these days without reading a complaint about our fractured mental lives, diminished attention spans, and a widespread sense of distraction. Often the occasion for such a story is some new neuroscience finding about how our brains are being rewired by our habits of information grazing and electronic stimulation. Though it is in the first place a faculty of individual...